from Podcast One. Coming up in this episode of Target USA. By now, you know the story of Jamal Khashoggi, the Saudi journalist who was killed in Istanbul inside the Saudi consulate seeking documents to marry his fiancée. Now, this explosive revelation. Jamal, we agreed to get married in my big holiday, which is in June, the 17 days in June. I arrived to uh, Washington, 2nd of June. He was waiting for me in Washington, D.C. airport with the marriage ring. That is the voice of Hanan El Attar. She and Jamal Khashoggi, according to documents she presented to us, got married in June, four months before he died in Turkey, seeking documents to marry another woman. But there's one problem with El Attar's story. The imam did not sign the marriage certificate and won't sign it. I will keep fight until I get my marriage being recognized and I get my dignity back because my family trusted me and I chose this man, which is I trust him and I love him and I still, I still hold him to recognize my marriage. Asbir Sharia in law. There are many issues to unpack with this story, including the existence of the woman Khashoggi was seeking to marry when he went to Istanbul, why the imam performed this marriage ceremony, but then wouldn't sign the certificate and what El Atar is really after in this case. Coming up on this edition of Target USA. The National Security Podcast. From WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. Russia could render huge harm to this country. North Korea's secret missile. Capable of reaching the whole of the United States. Dangerous terrorist. D.C. is repeatedly mentioned as someplace they would like to seek an attack. Cyber criminals. Decryption successful. America has a target on its back. And on this program, we investigate the threats, the people behind them, the agencies fighting them, and the impact on you. This is Target USA, the National Security Podcast. I'm J.J. Green. Thanks for listening. This is a story that's a bit unusual for Target USA. It does involve elements of U.S. national security, specifically countries in that orbit. But it's more about a personal situation related to a famous person that you probably didn't know about. On August 27th, an email popped into my mailbox. The message from the Dumar Martin Law Firm in Arlington, Virginia said, Dear Mr. Green, we represent Mrs. L. Adder and attach a short statement regarding her case to this email. So I opened it, and this is what it said. It read, Our law firm represents Hanan L. Adder, the wife of Jamal Khashoggi, who seeks to vindicate her rights as the lawful wife of Mr. Khashoggi. Mr. and Mrs. Khashoggi were married in an Islamic ceremony on June 2nd, 2018, by an imam in Alexandria, Virginia. Then there was this statement from Mrs. Khashoggi. Quote, I was devastated when my husband died and I feel shock in losing him. As you may know, Jamal Khashoggi was brutally murdered at the Saudi consulate in Istanbul in October of 2018. He was there to get documents to get married to someone else. It's not clear why he was doing that. 
considering he was allegedly married already to Hanan El Adder. Well, on October 3rd, Hanan El Adder came to the Target USA studios to sit down with us to tell us her story. It's important to note, this is the first time Hanan El Adder has identified herself fully as the wife of Jamal Khashoggi. In the next two episodes, you're going to hear her story. In the first episode, she is going to be doing most of the talking, explaining how they met and how they became a couple. That will begin to uncover a complicated story. Here's how it started. Tell me your story. Yeah, allow it me to go briefly to save your time. I meet Jamal in Arabic Media Forum in Dubai. I always attend the forum and uh, he was one of the guests. And uh, I already know him as a writer and one of his fun. And I believe Jamal, uh, he's the best journalist in Middle East after the Egyptian uh, journalist Muhammad Al-Tab'i. Jamal is the same level like Muhammad Al-Tab'i. Um, I, I had the opportunity uh, 10 years back, uh, Matar Al-Ahmadi, Mr. Matar Al-Ahmadi, ex-chief uh, of Laha magazine. He's a Saudi journalist. Uh, he introduced me to Jamal. And we start to be friendly. We swap the number. I gifted him one of the comedy, uh, Egyptian comedy, which is uh, related to politics for uh, Egyptian actress called Muhammad Subhi. And after that, the relation going on, uh, I comment in his article. I give oh, and, him and a feedback. Let me just ask, what year was this? What year? 2009. Okay, sorry, go ahead. 2009 in Dubai, in Atlantis. Uh, Atlantis Hotel. It was uh, Arabic Media Forum, uh, which is uh, Arabic Media Award. It's uh, going on every year in Dubai. And um, the relation came from this point and wherever I, I have a feedback about his article or anything, and he... Um, he he feel very happy when I tell him my feedback and I follow him and he call me back and he discuss things with me. Um, relation went on this way until become very close when he have a, a problem and struggle to open Al Arab Al Arab uh, TV, which is belongs to Prince uh, Walid bin Talal. And at this time, I was talking to him more, encouraging him, give him a push to have a unique channel different from Al Jazeera and Al Arabiya, which is he was his dream, actually. Mm -hmm. And it have a lot of impact in him didn't work. Yeah. And uh, after that, he had a problem and he been asked to sit in a house. Uh, this was in 2016 when uh, President uh, Donald Trump, uh, he won the election and Jamal was here in America. And he in one of his elections, he said the Saudi authority not very happy about uh, uh, Trump being uh, a president or going to be a president. Then Saudi authority ask him to keep quiet and stay in the house because always a Jamal opinion count as he transparent to the real opinion of the royal family of Saudi Arabia. That's why he been asked to, to keep quiet. Anyone in Middle East, all journalists I know, Abdul Bari Atwan, Jihad Al-Khazin, Talal Salman, Dr. Muhammad Al-Misfir, anyone want to know the reality of Saudi opinion, they will listen to Jamal Khashoggi. That's why when he said such opinion about uh, winning of Trump, they asked him just to sit in the house, keep quiet. I become more close to Jamal. Um, basically, we was talking every week. 
to check in him because he wasn't happy about he being tied, not to talk, his freedom being took, taken away. He, he was under, uh, almost under house arrest. Then Here in the U.S.? In Saudi, in Saudi, in Jeddah. Okay, in Jeddah. In Jeddah, yeah. When he went back from his election. Ele- anyway, uh, when we we become more close, I was more sympathized with him. And I believe this man, he have always to express his opinion. Because always me and Jamal, we was almost like a twin. Hmm. We have a sev- same view. We ha- agree in everything. Tiny things we didn't agree, which is not related to the subject today. It is something very rare when we not agree in something. Um, Jamal was happy about it, about the encouragement. And he said, do you think I'm right? He always consulting me in this. He think, do you think my opinion is right? And I said, when the Gulf problem happened, I'm talking about Qatar problem. I said, Mr. Jamal, come back to right and please uh, change the, the, the picture for the media in Middle East. It doesn't look, it look very ugly with the people using a bad language between each other, making a conflict. He said, no, thank God I'm not a part of this Hanan. I'm happy I'm being under house, almost under house arrest. He was happy about it. Suddenly Jamal sent me a message from American number, which is, was in the middle of 2017. I was in a flight to London. Immediately I called him back and I was feeling very happy. He have a freedom. He went out and he, he said, Hanan, I'm in America now. Come and visit me. I came to Washington in a flight in August 2017. I couldn't meet him. He was having his third wife, the wife last before me, Miss Ala Nasif. Uh, it was her birthday in this time. He was celebrating her birthday in Miami. In my flight, when I arrived, he wasn't here. And I had only 23 hours in Washington. Mm-hmm. And he said, please come back later. Later on, the first visit for me, it was in March 2018. Jamal birthday, real birthday in 23 March 1958. This is the real birthday of Jamal and his close friends know it. And Maggie, Maggie Salim, she knew about it. My flight was in March 2018, 25th. He delayed his birthday to make sure I attend his birthday with him when I come in 25th, which has happened. He took me to his birthday party. It's been thrown by Maggie Salim and her friends. And uh, I stay with him. Then I came back and I visit him first week of April. He, he already divorced his wife six, six months back or seven months. And uh, he was trying to be closer to me more. I always been loved Jamal, but I couldn't express this because he was married. He mm-hmm. had a wife b- before me. And uh, uh, when he um, come closer to me in April, invited me, I came and stay with him for two days. Jamal proposed and he asked me for marriage and he gave me the, the engagement. He engaged me and he gave me the first ring mm-hmm. uh, f- from him. I don't have a bill for this. I have a bill for the marriage one. Okay. Um, anyway. He he yeah he he get uh, he go, he give he asked me for marriage in April, and I told him the only solution we can have choice we have uh, with my big holiday which it was in June, to, in June 2018. I have uh, 17 days uh, holiday and I can come and we get married in this time. Um, he had a visa from his friends here in America. He didn't have a visa to to allow him to have a family with him or company with him. 
which is it's become one of the obstruction in our way. I ask Jamal, let us go and live in Muscat, the capital of Oman. He refused. He said, I'm scared. If I go to Muscat, they might hand me over to Saudi. I said, okay, let us go to Qatar. He also uh, uh, refused. He said, I don't want to make a gap between me and Saudi authority. And uh, uh, by going to Qatar, I will make an enemy. Uh, I will come back to this because um, Jamal, he was very careful not to be count or categorized as an opposition of Saudi authority. Jamal was very faithful to Saudi authority. He was very faithful to the crown and he loved the king and he loved the crown prince. He used to defend them in our house in a conversation between me and Jamal. When we got engaged in April, I didn't know he's been watching and I've been taken by the agent in Dubai when, in April. And what year was this? 2018? 2018. Right. Yeah. In 2018, 19th of April, I have a flight to Canada, to Toronto, for three days. And Jamal wants to come and stay with me and in same time to visit his uh, friends, Saudi friends in, Sa- in Canada, Omar Abdelaziz, and uh, a wife of um, one of the prisoners in Saudi. I cannot remember him now. Um, and uh, she lives in Canada as well. He wanted to meet her in Canada and stay with me for three days. Jamal applied for the visa. And visa took time. He couldn't join me for these three days, um, my flight in Canada. He didn't come. He asked me to come. I escaped to risk and leave the Canadian territory in my flight is not allowed. I refused. Anyway, when I went back from this flight, the Emirati authorities, they took me mm. for 17 hours investigation. Yeah. Basically, um, they detained you. They asked me a lot of questions about my relation with Jamal, and um, they came to know. I don't know how they came to know. Mm-hmm. I've been taken for 17 hours. For, yeah. And these are the Emiratis? That's right. Yeah. And what was the date again? 21st of April 2018. Okay. I, they put me in a house for 10 days, no passport, nothing. Then they allowed me to travel after that. They investigate for, with me and I said, I have nothing to do with the politics. I'm, I'm in love with this man. I met him in Dubai. He used to come to Dubai because his three kids and uh, ex-wife, first one, was living in Dubai. Abdullah, Noha, Razan was working in Dubai. And Rawia, first wife of Jamal, the, ki- uh, the mother of the kids, she was living in Dubai, doing a business in Dubai as well. He used to come to Dubai a lot, which is I had a chance to meet him in Dubai. Uh, anyway, in, in April, when I've been taken, I told him and they allowed me to fly 10 days later, which is the beginning of May. First flight for me was for Chicago. Jamal asked me to not to go back to do asylum here. Mm-hmm. I refuse. And uh, because I grown up in United Arab Emirates and my family is there and I don't want to talk bad about this country. Uh, he explained to me if he take me to his lawyer in New York, he have a lawyer in New York. He told me a lady she's looking after these cases if you want to do asylum. And I refuse. I said, Jamal, I don't want to talk bad about United Arab Emirates. I grown up there. My brother, sister is there. And my mom is there as well. My father, before he died, he was working there as well. And I refuse. He said, OK, it's your choice. You have a freedom. You can. He, in this time, he wasn't 
Turkey. He was in Istanbul because he used to visit Istanbul a lot to attend the conference, a different activity, and from Istanbul traveled to Europe to meet important people in Europe. Mm-hmm. He have one of his friends used to call him every day from London, Saudi guy, used to call him every day. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, Jamal, uh, the, the relation continues this way. We agree to get married in my big holiday, which is in June, the 17 days in June. I arrived to uh, Washington, 2nd of June. He was waiting for me in Washington, D.C. airport with the marriage ring. The main ring of my marriage, he put it uh, in my finger in the airport itself. Then he told me I organize the imam and I organize how we get married. I want to clarify something. My marriage wasn't secret. My marriage only we didn't publish it in a social media for a concern, for a safety for me and my family because I don't live alone. I'm responsible about my family. But wherever anyone we meet, Jamal introduced me as his wife. In fact, he have an interview with an American lady from one of a radio station here. Um, she came to our house seven days after we got married. She had an interview with him. He introduced me to her and she kept asking about my name about three times to record my name. It's American lady. I cannot remember the radio station and I wish this lady, she come forward and say her name. Uh, Jamal explained to me this one of the station being cont- contribute with the people money, not follow any government. Public radio. Sounds like it. NPR. Yeah. What? NBR. NBR. Yeah, yeah, she's American American lady. She okay. came to our house. He told her, Hanan, uh, I welcome her with a sweet. She refused for respect. We are fasting during Ramadan. When, and he identified you as his wife during that? Always. Whatever. During, on that interview? Yes. Yes. He told her, is my wife, Hanan. We just got married. Yeah. And she kept asking because she cannot record the Arabic name. She, What is your name? I said, Hanan, about three times. And mm-hmm. she know me very well, this mm-hmm. lady. Um, we decided when we get married, because I faced some conflict in the United Arab Emirates, I don't want to make an issue. That's why I said, Jamal, we will publish it later. We will do reception later. We celebrate the day we married together, but we didn't make it a big uh, fest, uh, fest or a big party. We made it very conservative until we decided we publish it more. Mm-hmm to a public people or to his fans or something like that. And uh, when we got married, it was being done by Imam Anwar Hajjaj. He's, uh, he has American open Islamic University. Yeah. And uh, the witness of my marriage is Khalid Safori. I believe he's a political activist here and analyzer. And uh, a guy called Raghid Ma'moon Aqla, he, he works in British Airways office in Washington, D.C. airport. Mm-hmm. He's a Syrian background. Uh, as per the Islam, this is acceptable for us. This is our main concern uh, to have um, uh, marriage acceptable in our religion to be acceptable in front of God plus I'm not, I didn't live here I'm not from here I don't know your law I'm not clear about your law the, um, the imam who when he got me married and he takes a fee for my marriage for my husband 500 US dollar the imam said very clear because we got married second of June I think it was Saturday and we went uh, very late in afternoon in a fasting day 
He said, no stuff here to print any paper. The paper will be printed and ready within this week to give you the Sharia in law certificate, which has never been happened because me and Jamal was busy together. We didn't go back to collect the paper and he kept traveling. I kept traveling as well because I don't live here. But we lived in his flat, which is the address in the, uh, the my in my ring um, bill. It is uh, the address for uh, for the house mm-hmm. in Tyson uh, area. Uh, we lived there, and I keep coming back. He come take me from the hotel. We used to stay in Mario Tyson Corner, and um, it went on this way. I will go. I will jump to the f- the his trip last trip. Last time I saw my husband, I was in a flight to New York. In uh, uh, I arrived in 6th of uh, September 2018. My husband was with me until early morning of 7th September 2018. And I have a message from my husband because I was in a crew bus and uh, he was waiting in a lobby. And as soon we get there, we had dinner together. He signed the first bill for the room service because I was taking a shower. And uh, then he traveled to Washington because I have to go back to Dubai in, uh, to, 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 to Dubai for my flight. Um, last call I, uh, from between me and my husband, it was 25th of September 2018. My husband was in Istanbul and he was advised me to go out. I was in a flight here to Miami and um, he advised me to go to uh, Walt Disney, the park, and enjoy. I, I refused. I said, Jamal, no, I will not go anywhere unless you are with me to take me around because he always used to take me everywhere. And uh, he said, okay, I said, my new roster has been published and I have Washington in 20 of October. He said, okay, then I will come and take you. Um, I, I sent him a message, WhatsApp message for the flight time, which is I used to always to do it because uh, as a reference for him to remember. And last message from my husband, it was 24 hours before he disappeared to wish me my birthday wishes because my birthday is 30 September. I was in Prague. I was in a flight going back to Dubai. And uh, when I land 1st of October 2018, I I saw two messages from my husband in in different mobile phone and missed call from my husband to wish me for my birthday. Um, Jamal, before he traveled to Istanbul, because we can meet in Europe, we can meet in anywhere in the hotels. He told me his trip is this way, which is no one know it about about it till now. My, his trip it was Istanbul, Berlin, and London. He going to Berlin to meet an important person, but I didn't emphasize with him who's the important person you going to meet in Berlin, uh, Jamal, and then London. That's why when he disappeared. And I called Khalid Safuri and I called Imam Anwar Hajjaj. First, I called Noha, daughter of Jamal, first person. And um, I didn't know because I've been attacked by a lot of news. I get lost what happened to my husband and what's going on. He was in an embassy. How come he go to embassy? And here, when we get married, I didn't allow him to go to embassy to take permission to get married to me because I'm not Saudi. Even a Muslim woman, an Arabic, but he have to get a permission from a Saudi source to get married to me. I didn't allow it, Jamal to do it here in the embassy in Washington. Mm-hmm. When I heard this news, I wasn't sure this is right or wrong. When I spoke to Khalid Safuri, I told him very clear. 
My husband shouldn't be today in Istanbul. My husband will come back first week to Washington. I suppose see Jamal 20 of October. He said hey, I will come back first week of uh, October. You can come back come anytime, Hanan. Because if I have days off and I have a discount ticket as a cabin crew, I come and I see him. And I said, it doesn't exist to me. How come today is 2nd of October and my husband in Istanbul? He shouldn't, in, shouldn't be in Istanbul. He should be in Berlin or London in, he, in his way to Washington. Anyway, from this moment, my life absolutely changed. And I was feeling like I'm in a bad dream. I couldn't stand in my feet. I don't understand. But for a long time, I was thinking my husband is still alive. And I was even requesting to go to Saudi Arabia if he been transferred there or he have a trial or something to be witness and tell them the truth. How much my husband loves this country. My husband doesn't want to be opposition. My husband, he hate to be categorized to be opposition. That's why he was his target and our plan to get a Turkish passport. That's why my husband agree with me to go, uh, to go and buy a property in Turkey because this will allow him to, to have a shelter and a Turkish passport because he don't want to be enemy of Saudi real family. Mm-hmm. In our Eid festival after Ramadan, he was sitting and feeling very upset. He cannot wish Prince uh, Turkil Faisal the one he was advised to advisor to him before he couldn't wish him for Eid or for a holy month of Ramadan he feeling very bad he couldn't communicate with them he want to have a good relation with them in same time he want to advise them because he don't want to leave his country and being bankrupt or to be have a debt like another Arabic country. Mm-hmm. It's a, such a rich country and he believes there is a lot of well-educated Saudi they should listen to. And uh, like Assam al-Zamil, he always used to tell me about Assam al-Zamil. I don't follow Assam al-Zamil personally, but I came to know him from Jamal because he believes Assam al-Zamil have a very good vision and view about Aramco and about the situation in Saudi Arabia. Jamal, he is just a social uh, advisor. He, he is a kind of person to advise from his knowledge and his experience in life. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to be... Uh, ever to be enemy. In fact, I asked him to start to write in a shark newspaper or an Arab newspaper in Qatar because one of the Qatari staff there called Jabir al-Harami, Mr. Jabir al-Harami, uh, is my friend and he know everything about me and Jamal and he know uh, and another person called Rashid Ghulam, he's a Morocco singer, he know from July 2018 about my marriage with Jamal. This is the closest friend to me. Um, in, in fact, uh, Jamal, he called up um, Jabir al-Harami in May 2018 in Istanbul and told him, please don't communicate with Hanan as a Qatari man because you might create a problem for her because she been taken by the agent in April. Better stay from her. Mm-hmm. And Jabir still remembers this. You've been listening to Hanan al-Adr. She says that she's the last legitimate wife of Jamal Khashoggi. He's the Saudi journalist that worked at the Washington Post who entered the Saudi consulate in Istanbul in October of 2018 and never emerged. It was later determined that he was likely killed and dismembered. He was there to collect documents to marry another woman. Keep in mind, Hanan El Adr 
has never been identified fully before this interview. And in our next episode... Hanan, um, why are you identifying yourself now? Why is it important to identify yourself now? Two things. Yeah, it's for my dignity. And this is the most important thing. And I will hold on to it. And I will not give up to make it very clear. Because I'm a wife. I'm a legal wife of Jamal Khashoggi until his death. I'm a last wife of Jamal. I feel being humiliated by the neglecting. And I couldn't take a certificate for my marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Second, I cannot be a Muslim girl and just uh, be married and I don't have a certificate. In our next episode, why doesn't she have the certificate? What about Khashoggi's fiancé? What about the imam that performed the marriage? We'll get answers to all of those questions coming up in the next edition of Target USA. In the meantime, thank you for listening. If you have any questions or comments, send me an email at jgreen at wtop.com. That's the letter J, the color green. One word at whiskey, tango, oscarpapa.com. That's jgreen at wtop.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at TUSA Podcast. That's at Tango Uniform Sierra Alpha Podcast. And if you want more information about national security matters, sign up for our newsletter, Inside the Skiff at WTOP.com slash alerts. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. As always, I want to offer a very big thank you again for listening to the show. We'd like to ask a small but very important favor of you. It'll only take a few minutes, and if you're one of the first people to do it, Podcast One will make it worth your time, literally. We need you to complete a short survey because the information you give us can help make things better for the show and you as a listener. Just go to podcastone.com slash survey and everything will be right there for you. That's podcastone.com slash survey. The first 250 people to complete the survey will get a $10 gift card to amazon.com. And two grand prize winners will be selected at random to get a $100 Amazon gift card. How about that? Free money. It's a win-win. Our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us cater to your needs as a listener. So please, go to podcastone.com slash survey, answer some questions, and potentially make some money along the way. And thank you for being a dedicated listener. Now, stay tuned for the latest headlines from the Associated Press.